Hello, everybody. It's Grizzly from Lexington, Kentucky. Coast to coast, all around the world. I have a special guest today, Joe. It's an honor to have him on the show today. Some of the information he's going to tell us will probably blow us away. I think when you're done with him, you become a true believer. I don't know. Joe, what do you what do you think? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Joe. I'm a, down here in southern Indiana. I'm a former police officer. Uh, I've seen quite a quite a few things that'll I didn't believe it first myself, but I'm going to share them here with you all here in just a sec. Um, you see, I think my first one was 1991. I was 15 years, uh, 14, 15 years old. Um, my dad took me over to Southern Illinois, which is about 45 minutes from where I sit now. And uh, it's actually a chunk of Indiana, but you can't get to it unless you go through the Illinois side. So Southern Illinois, Posey County. Right. Um, Dad took me hunting. We got over early in the morning. He dropped me off and uh, started walking back towards my stand. I didn't really notice anything up. And following the uh, reflector tax and got up my stand, no problem. And I was up here for an hour or two, and I think I dozed off. And uh, the sun had started to come up, and it wasn't full light, but it wasn't full dark. And I got woke up. There's about 10 or 11 deer just almost stampeded underneath my stand. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. Well, I'm thinking it's just, it's a buck chasing the does. It's the rut season. That's usually, you know, no, it, whatever it was, it was human shaped and real big. It was a uh, really hard to make out. I mean, not really hard to make out finer details. Cause it was still kind of dark, but it was big and it was hairy and it just, went right up underneath my stand and it glanced up at me. I looked down on it and it just kind of kept going and followed them deer right on back down towards where the river came in and I didn't see it again. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, like I said, I was 14, 15. I'd, yeah, I'd seen the creature, you know, I've seen uh, the Legend of Boggy Creek and Harry and Henderson, so I'm pretty sure I think I know what that was. Wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I didn't really say anything. I actually went on and killed my own deer that that day, and then me and Dad drug them out, and I've never been back to that woods since. Um, so about 19 years goes by. I, I'm I'm an adult now, and I'm grown up, and I became a city police officer for one of our local towns. And uh, a buddy of mine, he's actually still one of my best friends. We've been friends for years. He was going through some personal issues, you know, and uh, he had the space, so I ended up packing in and moving moving in with him, which it was a lot closer drive to go to work for me as well. And uh, I was sitting up there, and he had, he'd left to go to uh, out to Seattle for some, some business. So I was out there by myself, no big deal. And uh, I was working third shift at the time, so I didn't I didn't sleep overnight. So I decided I was going to clean up the house, start unpacking my stuff, getting settled in. And I was up for a while, and I started getting that feeling that you get those hairs on the back of your neck, like something's wrong, you're being watched. Right. And, and that kind of, it just kind of went on. It started really kind of getting to me. I mean, like, I got packed that I went over, and, like, I'm washing the dishes, and I've got my sidearm strapped to my hip, and I didn't usually do stuff like that. You know, when I wasn't working, I didn't, I didn't want the gun and the badge and any of that. I just, you know, I got tired of wearing it, but. I was feeling so uneasy that I went ahead and got my sidearm, put it on there, and then it just kept going. So I went and grabbed my 12-gauge, and I just kind of set it by the door. And I'm starting to calm down a little bit, and I sit down and watch TV, and then, bam, it's like, I don't know, good-sized rock bounces off the front window. And where this happened at, it's, you know, the house sits here, then it's just surrounded by woods except for the driveway, and it's a couple hundred acres of property that just goes on for miles. And, uh, you know, it, it scared me at first. And then I was mad. I was like, what? You know, in the past I'd had to go out there and I've had, we've had people out there cooking meth down the bottoms, not too far from the property. We've chased yeah, them out. Right here. 
Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, really, you know, I'm a cop, you know, I'm armed. So I grab that 12 gauge and I step out on my deck or not deck, like little step about four, three, four feet off the ground. And I rack around real loud, just letting them know. And I look across the yard where the tree line is. There's an old trail that goes down the lake and down to the, down to the creek. And, uh, looks like there's a big rock just sitting there like a boulder. And I look and I'm like, what, what is that? And then it stood up. Oh, and it went, yeah. And it's been, like I said, I'm standing on that little stoop and I'm not a big guy. I'm like five, eight. And I think that thing's about three or four feet off the ground. I know I'm looking from him to here to him, you know, about 60 yards, give or take. And we're about eye to eye. <laughs> He's a big guy. And I'm in my head. I'm like, what? What is this big dude doing in my yard in the middle of nowhere wearing a ghillie suit? And then mm, it dawned on me, like, uh, nothing. I had that 12-gauge curl across my arms. I look across back at the yard, and he looks at me, and I'm staring at him, and it seems like this takes forever. I mean, I know it was only a few seconds, but he just kind of he kind of grunted and snorted, <laughs> and then, like, just stormed off back toward the woods, turned off, and you know how you say you usually can't hear him? He, I could hear him crash through the underbrush. He was, I feel that he was letting me know, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. No use, reason to use that shotgun. But I, I just stood there. Uh, well, I went back in the house and just, <laughs> just kind of sat there for a little while, like, you know, well, sun finally came up a few hours later, and I, I got my courage up, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run in town. You know, I didn't sleep that night. I decided to go get some breakfast and pick up a few things and I'm driving back on into town and it's a little bit late. Like my, uh, my buddy was a County deputy and we had, we were pretty much partners in our, in our area. Right. We'd be the only ones on, uh, you know, he's kind of late for him to be getting off. So I, I swing in this gas station where he's sitting, sitting there like, say, hey, man, you know, getting, getting off a little late. I said, you're busy tonight. He said, yeah, I've been over by your place. I've been chasing a prowler around all night. Did you see anything? Well, yeah. And I told him, and I figured he was going to make fun of me. And he was like, oh, oh, it's him again. Okay, that's that explains it. I'm like, him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He comes out and every once in a while gets into trouble, steals some chickens and taps on houses and stuff like that. He said, just mischief. He doesn't really hurt anybody. He's like, you didn't take a shot at him, did you? I was like, no, I didn't really feel threatened or anything, but. No, I didn't. She goes, oh, that's good, because he didn't really like that very much. Like, okay. Ah. So, <laughs> and then, like I said, we didn't say anything else about it. And, you know, that wasn't really, that's not something we'd really talk about if we wanted to keep our jobs. Right. Yeah, these, right. these two are nutty. We're going to, yeah. But those are my two big encounters, I guess, where they were actually visual. And uh, now that property, like I said, my friend and, my friend and his new wife, live out there and they you know it's every now and again they have weird stuff like they'll be sitting out there in the winter time and having their coffee and they can hear something crashing down through the through the woods um we uh my girlfriend and i were down there collecting stuff just kind of messing around i was thinking about doing some survivalist videos on my youtube channel and we were just looking for tinder to get you know do a starting a fire video and uh I had somebody or someone or something throw a throw a walnut because I watched it come directly towards me instead of falling down, smacked me hard in the shoulder. So when I drew my, I had my sidearm, I drew my Glock, and whatever it was, just it took off. So I don't know, I'm not saying it was a person, but it, we were pretty deep for it to be somebody to be messing around. And then uh, we went camping. My buddy and I went camping on the property right around election year. 2020 and uh we were sitting out there we've been out there pretty late and i heard a we heard a wood knock from the east of us i knew what it was i told him what it was okay cool and we sat there for about another 45 minutes and this time we heard another one that was west of us and then all of a sudden back east where the the first knock was the coyotes went nuts and like I said, we didn't really see anything, and that was all the activity, but that was kind of cool. I kind of like to think my, my old friend is still out there. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
and that's all up a uh, Spencer County area. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Old Bears did. Uh, yeah. Old Bear did. Old Bear did the one on uh, Santa Claus, and that's about seven miles away from where this happened at. I got a hold of Old Bear, and he was like, yeah, that was in 2017. Like, oh, okay. So that's right up the road. And then uh, since then, there's Lincoln State Park. I found a, I found an X in there and a few of the broken trees, and I've heard a couple wood knocks. So I like to think he's still around. So what goes through your mind when you actually witness this and observe this? Uh, at the time, I was just like, I really didn't know what to think what was going on. I was like, and then, you know, it kind of dawns on you. And it's like, what, uh, <laughs> really? Cool. I mean, at first I was scared. I was, oh, what the hell? And then, you know, after the years have gone by, and I'm like, you know, that was kind of a cool experience. So I've kind of gotten more, I've kind of got into squatching a little bit. Like, I don't go hardcore, but I like to go and enjoy and explore. I said, my, I got a buddy of mine that lives in the next town over, and we've kind of, we've went a few times. I think we actually have one who's frequent in the city park right outside of one of the small towns down here. We've already, uh, we pulled a decent print out back in March. Yeah. Late March. And we found, uh, found some broken sticks, some bones of something we couldn't identify. I don't think it was a squatch, but some stuff that I didn't really just didn't seem like it should have been there. Right. And there was some, some old structures. It wasn't anything fresh, but like I said, it was still kind of in the winter. And then my, my partner, he had went out the other night with his son. I wasn't able to go. I was working, but, uh, they had something, they'd gotten close to the Creek. And I guess that was the, the borderline. Cause they, whatever it was, chucked a big old baseball size rock at him. And he took it as a leave us alone. So he backed off. I think we've got a juvenile down there. We're planning on wow. planning on getting some some apples and start gifting a little bit, and then try to set up some trail cams and see if we can't catch a you know get a couple of them, see if we can't catch an image of him just to just to see. But I think it's pretty cool because, like I said, this is I mean, if he's in this park, it's in the city limits. He's not too far. Oh, from absolutely. Yeah, and this is this is the county that's adjacent to the to the one that I had my experience in. So. Yeah, we know they're up there and running around, but we're, uh, you know, we're right down here. If you've ever heard of the Spotsville Monster? That's Spotsville's probably about thirty-five minutes from where we're at, so it's okay. right on the right on the river where uh, over in Wark, Spencer County, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, but uh got a got a dog man story for everyone oh so, wow if you guys are interested uh, i'm like well store goes i've actually made a video of it on my channel it's 9517 films uh, dogtown dog man it was a story that was told to me back in the uh, mid to late 90s and we have a section down here that's right outside of evansville our train yard stuff is down there but it's it's the river bottoms river camps so there's not a whole lot out there just river camps and fields and stuff like that bottoms and as the story went this guy was down there cruising and came across what he thought was a very large dog in the middle of the road and he sat there and honked his horn it wouldn't get out of his way the guy was had just been recently diagnosed with cancer as i understand it and had actually gotten out of the vehicle to try to check on this animal and not understanding it, and it stood up on its hind legs, and and the story gets a little aggressive. I think it kind of just, you know, kind of like got chasing back to his car a little bit, and it grabbed the grabbed the carcass and ran off. So I was told that story about two or three years later. After hearing that, like I said, I was still I was still a kid, you know, nineteen twenty. Uh, girl, I was dating at the time. We used to go down there all the time. It was kind of hang out when we were kids in high school and stuff like that. Just we get on a cruise and we jumped in her car and drove down there after dark. I think it's 11, 12 o'clock at night. And uh, the road's called Seminary. It's come off the main road and it goes, runs north and it's just a gravel road and there's an old oak tree that's still down there. And uh, I, she and I, we pulled over, but I, I didn't make, I'd made her mad. So 
we got the big old knockout drag out argument. She got mad and stormed off on down the, down the road. And this is fall. I mean, it was October. All the crops were out and it was, it was a bright night. I guess the moon was out, but it wasn't like a full right. moon. So, but she took off and I'm sitting here on the car freezing like, Oh man, I really did it this time. She's coming back. 25 minutes and then she just starts coming. She comes trucking back towards me. She's wearing cowboy boots, so I could hear everything she's doing. She's running and she's white as a ghost and scared, bright, you know, wide eye. She's like, Get your and she's cussing at me. She she didn't cuss. You better get in. We got in the car. I would jump in the car quick. I mean, she's burning, throwing gravel and everything else. And I mean, we didn't go straight on, which would have been easier. She flipped it around. We almost got hung up in the field and took off like, you know, like somebody set her on fire. And I mean, I'm like, I'm kind of tricked out too. Like, what is going on? I finally got her home and got her calmed down. And what she told me was she got down into that tree and something was poking its head out from behind it. Something big. And she described it as the old comic book Venom. She yeah. reminded me of Venom, but it had the big pointy ears. And it kept coming back around that tree. And she goes, it scared me. She goes, I don't know if it was a demon or what. And so... I didn't see anything, but I, I do believe that she saw something because she was she was pretty scared. So that happened, and I I didn't really know what a dog man was back then. Since that video's come out, I've uh I didn't make I made that video about two or three years ago, and I've actually had a few people talk to me about that area. And I, actually, a friend of mine that I've known for years, her and her husband, you know, I babysit their kids. They've been really good friends with me. We had never talked about cryptids or anything supernatural or anything. And for some reason, we were we were doing something, and I brought up, I said, you know what a dog man is? She just looked at me and goes, yeah, I've seen one twice. Really? Because she had moved in from California a few years back. I said, here or out there? And she's like, oh, here. She goes, you know where Old Mount Vernon Road is? I was like, yeah. And that's not too far from where we kind of had our incident and where that story took place. She's like, yeah, uh, my mom and I were picking up the kids from my sisters out there, and hell, we had one just walk right in front of us. Like, are you serious? I was like, what did it look like? She told me. She's like, she was, it was, it didn't have a whole lot of hair. It was pretty rough looking. What hair it had was mostly gray. It was, it just kind of looked, looked, walked back right in front of us, and just looked at us, and just kept on going. Like it didn't care. Wow. Oh, really? She told me about that one, and I guess her mother had had another one on the other side of town. It was far north, but it was still way out the subdivision. But she had seen one on the side of the road just sitting there. And I said, Indiana is not super famous for dog, man, but I'm pretty sure we've got a few down here living in the bottoms. And yeah, there's been time, an increase of sightings of dog, man, in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, well, we were talking about it. And I, I wish I could pinpoint pinpoint the uh, the dates. As we were talking about, we think when the river comes up in spring and all that is what's pushing them out. Because it does, it floods down there pretty bad, usually, you know, springtime. I've got a friend that lives down there, and every year I hear about it. She's like, oh, I got to pack up and, you know, got to go camping or something like that until the river comes down. But it happens. But that's what we think. I wish there was a way to kind of get a consensus and see if there's any way to, like, track missing pets out there in that area. Because there's, once you get out of the dog dogtown area, there's a lot of houses out there. We've got a decent sized college out there, USI, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of a lot of homes. Maybe there's a lot of woods out there too. But you know, we don't hear we don't hear a whole lot about it. I haven't heard a whole lot of stories out. There's a few people have talked about it, but I guess they're not out there hurting anything. So, but yeah, that happened. Um, let's see, when I was still a police officer. Uh, one of the towns I worked off of was right off by 64 and uh, we it wasn't too far from the southern part of Hoosier National Forest where the highway went through and there was more than a few occasions that I'd get called out there on the, on the interstate you know, we've got a stranded motorist or family broke down because Holiday World was right up the road or right across the way from us so there was a lot of summer traffic more than a few times, I go out there and have to change a tire, and I'll be talking to people like, "I oh, were so glad you're here. We, it's, it's spooky out here. We feel like something's watching us." You know, like I said, I've had I've had more than a few people do tell me that. Uh, I went out one night, 
and young this boy was hitchhiking through there, but he was walking in the middle of the road, like the median, off to the side, which I don't usually see people doing that. And when I rolled up, and I turned my turned my takedown lights on. This kid like practically jumped to my cruiser, like it scared. I go, like, oh, man, am I gonna shoot this guy? What's going on? Is he attacking me? He was like, man, he was. He was so upset, like just talking real quick. I was like, well, this guy do something wrong. You know, he just committed a crime. He's like, man, there's something been following me for like the past hour. I could see it moving through. I could see it dark between trees when the headlights would come. And that's why he's, that's why I was walking out here in the middle of the road. It's like, man, just get me out of here. You know, dude was scared just all over the place. And I, I obliged. I was like, yeah, let's get out of here. And I went ahead and took him on up there and actually we set him up. In town, got him a room and stuff like that. I guess he lit out the next day. I didn't see him again, but he was pretty. He was pretty freaked out. And then I didn't really have this one. I don't know, really wasn't a counter or not, but uh, one of the state, one of our state cops had stopped somebody and called me up. His buddy of mine. He's like, "Hey man, can you come out here?" So we ended up having to take this guy. He, he had a big felony warrant, some dope and stuff like that on him. He was going, but uh, he was kind of getting a little bit unruly. I went ahead and told my buddy on. Told my trooper, but he's like, man, just go ahead and take him. I said, you've got the inventory. I'll stay here and like, I will wait for the tow truck. Oh yeah, about forty-five minutes. I was waiting for that tow truck, and I'm, I'm getting tripped out. I'm, I'm getting kind of scared out there. Like, and at that time, I was a lot younger, man. I, you know, I was, I was a big tough cop. I was, I've seen some stuff. I wasn't scared. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, I wish he'd hurry up and get out here. I think I ended up grabbing my, my AR-15. You know, like out of the trunk, sitting next to me, like, yeah, if something comes out the trees, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start blasting. Wow. Luckily, luckily uh, tow truck finally came and hooked it up. It's like, yep, ten eight, and I got out of there. But that was, those are a lot of my, you know, the experiences I've had and stuff like that so far. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, dog man. You know. Everybody asks me, what's your opinion of Dogman? And I always say, you know, I really don't know. I think they're demons that have been released from the gates of hell to cause havoc on Earth. And I don't know if you know too much about the Bible, but God released third of his angels from heaven. He didn't say he released them to hell. So I'm assuming they're on Earth. At what form, I couldn't tell you. We're getting a lot more Bigfoot sightings in uh, southern Indiana. Yeah. A lot more. And uh, it's very interesting. It really is. How many times do you get to go and, and look and, and investigate? Um. I try to go as often as I can, but with my job, it <clears throat> it's kind of hard. We'll, we usually go once a month. We're also working on a, we went out and did a, a paranormal investigation. There's this old cemetery out here that was founded by Native Americans. But they were, they were okay with the white settlers out here. So that was, everybody was in this church together. We went out there and we, we did a little investigation out there. We've actually had the something come up on the spirit box telling us to leave. And um, <clears throat> and then we went down to uh, Cave and Rock, Illinois. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. It's it's about an hour from where I'm at. <clears throat> and my partner and I went down there just to check it out because there's a the cave was actually a pirate's cove. After the uh, Revolutionary War, even before the Louisiana Purchase, they had story so we're planning on doing a documentary too down there just checking it out and actually was kind of looking for paranormal activity in this cave because some horrible things happened down there and actually while we were down there because uh shawnee national park is down there and it's absolutely gar gorgeous garden of the gods and stuff like that we were down there exploring and there was a we did come across some of those weird tree breaks you know the ones that are just one tree by itself snapped over right we were thinking we might be on something over there because Southern Illinois is a lot different than Southern Indiana. I mean, Southern Indiana has got a whole lot more settlement out there towards the river and all that. I mean, it's still pretty wild, but Illinois is pretty undeveloped and it's just miles and miles of nothing. You know, not a whole lot of houses down there in the rivers and such like that. And it's a different contrast. And I guarantee that place is chock full of them. 
besides my own encounter, I'm surprised I don't hear more. We don't hear more stories coming out of there. Um, yeah. I did, Go ahead. Yeah, I did mention Garden of the Gods, and my buddy that lived that I lived with for a while had that encounter on his property. That was a few years back. He had a uh, he told me he saw something hairy dash between a tree. So it was quick. I said, well, what was it? He goes, I think I know what it is, but I, I didn't stick around and investigate. I just kind of walked the other way. <laughs> said, yeah, I don't, don't blame you. But, <clears throat> yeah, we're uh, we're hoping to try to. I was actually supposed to go out there today, and I overslept. I got to get get him to holler and go back up. We're supposed to go up to that park and scout around. So I'm going to – hopefully tomorrow we'll be up there and trying to figure out our game plan and checking it out and see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I try to go – Squats as much as I can. This uh, I'm not done with this dogman thing yet either. I think we're uh, we haven't really hammered out a plan yet, but I do know next time uh the river comes up down there, we're going to try to hit some of those back roads after dark with spotlight and see what we can see. Because like I said, what what Destiny and her mom were saying that these it just didn't care. So you know it you know so hopefully it'll make it easy at least maybe get some good footage or check it out. So what do you think Dogman is? You know, I really, I have don't know. You know, like I said, I've heard a lot of, I've heard a whole lot of stories, of course, on YouTube and stuff like that. But I don't know. I they seem like they're pretty nasty though. Um, LBL is about two hours from where I'm at too. I've actually camped out down there, and that yeah. that story was pretty bad. And there and was he's a referring to ladies and gentlemen land between the lakes. Yes, sir. Uh, that old story there. And then um, I caught one that Dixie Cryptid put up uh, not too far from that area about a, another couple getting torn up down there. And that the uh, there was a Black Hog attack chopper and there was something, you know, blacked out troops out there with small arms um, out there to hunt it down. I guess when they found it that way he describes it in the story that they spotlighted it and then they heard the residents around there heard the exchange of small arm fire and that Apache dropped a net down and it came back up with something heavy and took off and them guys were out of there so yeah yeah dog man I don't know I mean I don't we run across one in the car that's fine <laughs> I'd rather not be out, be out in the woods and bump one everybody's like well I thought you liked Sasquatch when you're squatching. Well, I always carry a weapon with me. It's just old habits, but I'm not really worried about Bigfoot. I'm more worried about running with like, you know, drug dealers or something out here. You never know. Or an angry dog, man. At least I can maybe scare it off and get out of here. Right, but, right. Yeah, but I don't know. Look, like I said, it, they're interesting, but I don't know. I'm not sure what to think of them. You know, but a lot of people talk about, uh, Bigfoot being an interdimensional person, you know, being and or maybe from aliens. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, I just try to respect everybody's opinion on that. But I've never seen orbs or light around it in my two encounters. But a lot of people say they smell them too, and I've, I've never smelled anything from them. Even when that one walked underneath me, I couldn't smell anything. So. Yeah, I mean, I hear a lot of encounters of that, and a lot of people ask me, Grizzly, is this video, is this real or not? And my first response is, was one, I don't know. Two, I didn't take it. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I never, ever put down anybody's evidence or videos or photographs or anything like that. And don't get me wrong, you know, there's some ones that, you know, we looked at and I'm sure the same thing you've seen. There are blobs and parts of trees and whatnot. And, and uh, for some reason, you know, Bigfoot and Sasquatch and however you want to describe them, name them, call them, they interfere with uh, electronics. And it's it's been proven. Yeah. And, Cameras go dead. They've been wiped. You know, the camera takes normal pictures. Now they're blurry. So, I don't know. You know, well, I, I heard they come and, come and go between portals. You know, I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you track them in the middle of a field and the track stops? 
and then it's gone. How do you explain yeah. that? Yeah, you never know. And we found that track. We found one that was really good. It was in soft mud, and he had to been heavy because I was after we got the after we got it, uh, the plasters cast and set right nearby there. There was on that same pile. I was trying to stomp on it. And I could, I'm 250 pounds on one leg and couldn't, wasn't hardly putting the impression this one is. We had that one good track and then there was another one, which it was just kind of a partial. And then we couldn't find anything else, but it was where he was stepping out of the creek. But where we were at, you know, I've had a lot of people like, oh, no, that was a person. Well, it's like it was March. Yeah, it's warm during the days, but it was still frosting at night. And where this is, is, there's a lot of brambles and tangles and all that. I mean, yeah, it could have been a big person. You know, we don't argue that, but uh, we don't think it is. I, you know, just where it was. And like I said, 250 pounds of me stomping, you know, jumping up and down. And I'm not, not putting this impression nearly as deep as this one was. And like I said, there it's brambles and just, you know, all over the place, all kinds of nasty stuff to step on. So we're pretty sure that's what we thought it was. I believe the track measured uh, 11 and a half long and then four feet at the uh, ball of the foot. Yeah, about four inches wow. there. So we're pretty sure it's a juvenile, not fully grown, but seemed like pretty heavy. So, but, yeah, like, but yeah, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to discount the portals or anything like that. I don't know. But like I said, I we know so little about what these things are. You know, who knows? They could be aliens. You know. <laughs> well, and th and that's the thing. You know, we really don't know. I mean, everybody's got their theories. The scientists that believes in them has their theories. The government, they know. They oh, have yeah. the bodies. You know, back in '99, the wild uh, forest fire out west firefighters came across a large human hairy body was burnt three quarters of the way they were uh, tending care to it and the government shows up and confiscates the body and tells them that they weren't here you weren't there this didn't happen and take the body away so yeah there was uh, the stories um surrounding the mount hank settlements mount hank yep. settlement closer too yeah when that happened, there was a lot of rumors and stories about that as well that surfaced later on. So, um, kind of run across a combo from where they were talking about the government going in, like, if they if they could, they'd capture these dog men alive. And I go, if they had them in a had them in some kind of holding facility, if they were going to use them for weapons, or you know, I've heard stuff like that. I mean, you never know. So, no, you don't. I mean. Look at Hitler back then. I mean, he had flying saucers and nobody believed it until the footage leaked out. And lo and behold, he had a flying saucer. Yeah. And what's more scary about that is after the war, all that stuff disappeared. Yes, it did. For most of us, it's like, that's, that's kind of scary. Yes, it did. You know, and, you know, we talk about uh, technology, you know, a little over 100 years ago, we were in horse and buggy. And look at us now, laptops, cell phones, handheld computers and everything. And, you know, I know a good friend that was in the Air Force for I don't know how many years. And he told me, Grizzly, he said, you would not believe the technology that we have. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, just like I this. believe it. Military applications, that's how we ended up with the internet. We end up with a whole lot of it. You know, it's, it's later comes out. And yeah, I don't doubt it. That what's going on out there. It's it's pretty amazing and it's kind of it's scary at the same time. Like I said, with everything. Yeah, you never know. And yeah, I guarantee they know about these creatures. Oh, being absolutely. Out. Probably well, some of the other ones as well. It was in fifty four, uh, Roosevelt signed a treaty with the aliens in the hangar. That came out to light when the granddaughter came forward last year and acknowledged it was true. Uh, the treaty was supposed to be that they were allowed to abduct human beings out of the national parks. You know, I mean, look at the Appalachian Trail. How many people go missing off that? 
Oh, that's a oh yeah. My daughter's getting ready to graduate college, and her big plan is to go walk that by herself. So I'm not. Oh. So, and she won't listen to me. So yeah, <laughs> they go messing with no clothes, no. I mean, the hunters, no rifles, no hunter orange. Yeah, no missing Yep. Yep. Then, we'll see. then you got the Alaskan Triangle. Yeah, there's one down in uh, Mexico too. Um, I forgot it's Triangle as well, but it's messes with all the technology. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. You see, I, I had an experience, and this is kind of off topic from the cryptid part, but I was thinking as my missing 411, and I never really saw. My girl, the girl I was dating, this was back in 96. We had went up to Lincoln. We were just kids. And we were heading back to this amphitheater back there. And there's a, there's a dirt road. It's a service road that runs on back to a lake back there about a mile and a half. There's railroad tracks. And it was a, it was a nice summer's day. And we were coming through and walking. And on that, on that service road, there's a, it's a double wooden gate. And this guy was sitting there. This guy, I don't know. He was just, Gave me the heebie-jeebies. He was just creepy. Just seemed like he was dirty and out of place. And, like, he was wearing, like, old coveralls and just really weird, like, real leery looking at us. Right. And he starts talking to us. And he's he's looking right past me towards my girl, Michelle. I'm not going to use her first name, but we'll call her Michelle. But leering at her really bad. And just he starts talking about off-the-wall stuff about this those railroad tracks. It's called Rockport Junction back there. And he starts going into the story how there was an accident and there was bodies everywhere and all these people were killed. He was just really weird. I mean, like I was a, I was a pretty big boy then, so I was kind of I kind of stood between them. I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. You know, okay. And this guy, he was just weird, just out there. Like I don't know. So we went ahead and just okay, yeah, have a nice day, sir. Like I was like, come on, let's go. Right, I kept looking, right. looking behind me. He's like, am I going to have to whoop this dude or what? And we got on down to the we got on down to the amphitheater and just kind of didn't really think about it anymore. We kind of got over it and down there having fun. You know, I was reciting Shakespeare for her and she was laughing and clapping at me and stuff like that, just being kids, you know. Right. So it was starting to get late and sun was just kind of starting to set a little bit. And we had a we decided to go on up. We were actually going to spend some more time at the park, but we started coming back up this hill. And I'm just I can, you know, you can just tell something's wrong. Like your heart, right. I'm getting, my eyes are water just remembering this. My eyes are water, my heart's pumping. I can feel my neck, hackles on the back of my neck standing up. And I'm, I'm, I'm adrenaline. I'm ready to fight. And I'm not saying anything because I'm kind of leading her up the hill, holding her hand. And I mean, I'm, my head's on a swivel. And I'm like, I turn back to look at her because I can feel her just clamp down on my hand. And I turn around and look at her. And she was a dark, reflective girl. And she was white as a sheet. She was, she was, she's like, Joey, we got to get out of here. We got to go. Like, okay. So we did, we, we boogied on got to the car and like just this feeling of dread followed us all the way back to her place, back in Rockport. And it was, you know, finally we hung out, got better about it and stuff like that. We wasn't really sure what we just experienced. And, uh, about a week later, her brother and I, her brother and I was one of my best friends and we were chilling out and me and some other guys, we were camping and he wanted to go down there to take his, his new soon to be girlfriend down to that amphitheater and do the same thing. We do like recite poetry or something like that just to kind of, right. so he's like, man, let's go down there. And I didn't really, you know, we'd been drinking, you know, I ain't gonna lie. We were, we were pretty drunk. Like, yeah, okay, let's walk down there. So we take off. And everything's fine. We're cutting up, laughing, you know, the four of us, and just, you know, just being dumb, dumb kids. And uh, we kind of go down this hill. Sure enough, we took a couple steps, and that temperature dropped. I mean, when I say dropped, it dropped like twenty-five degrees. You could almost see your breath out there. Oh wow! And I looked, and I looked to Chris, which was her brother, and he's pale. He's like, he's doing the same thing she's doing. He's like, man, we got yeah, there's something wrong. So I was like. Yeah, yeah, let's go. We got out of there, and I talked to him because we hadn't said anything to anybody about it. And I told him about it. I was like, yeah, there's something, there's something wrong. But what I've heard about the up to the four, missing four one one, there's been situations like that. Like 
because it was really quiet, didn't hear anything. You know, that guy was just, I don't know. And I've actually researched that Rockport Junction, and I couldn't find anything on any kind of accident or, you know, I don't know what the guy was talking about. But I, I don't know. He just seemed like he was, I think that he would have, if I wouldn't have been there, she would have never been heard from again. I just, Good what thing. I, yeah, from what I've understood from that, few stories I've ran across where they, people thought they were going to be taken. It sounded like it was similar and it was a state park, you know, not a national, but national parks right across the road from it. But, uh, yeah, I avoided that area for a long time because it always gave me the heebie jeebies, but whatever it was, I think it's, it's passed on and moved on through there because I've, we've been back there several times and nothing, nothing bad, no bad vibes or anything has popped. It was just one of those really, weird things this i think that was probably most my most scary you know in that area that i've ever dealt with is that really freaked me out it still freaks me out you know 26 yeah, years old. i'm definitely it would me too as well i mean yeah you know one of the things that i like watching on tv a lot it's called paranormal caught on tv i don't know if you ever heard of it uh, I think I have. I don't think I've actually sat down and watched it, but yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's uh, people with uh, cell phones and cameras with their cell phones that actually record live incidents, cryptids, and so forth, and they cannot be debunked. And this one guy was driving, and he stopped his car. He got out and he filmed a pterodactyl flying in the sky. A real live pterodactyl flying. Don't know if it came out of another dimension, came into ours and went into another dimension. Who knows? It was not robotic. It was not forged. It was not photoshopped. They tried everything to disprove it. They they just couldn't couldn't do it. You know, and there's so many videos out there like that. I mean, it just it makes you wonder. Yeah, it really I does. I, I haven't watched that show, but I like I catch a lot of them on YouTube. Like Slapped Hands got some good ones, and like they'll have the top five, and some you can tell are just like, yeah, that's fake. Right. And the other ones like, yeah, I don't know about that one. That looks pretty convincing. Right. But, yeah. Was that a that pterodactyl? Was that caught a? Was that they happen to be down in like New Mexico and Arizona area? Yeah, it sure was. Okay, I think I did hear something about that, and. I, wasn't there a photo from the Civil War that was taken not far from there where the soldiers actually had shot one down? Uh, allegedly, yes. Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I can't remember that one, but yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can't, you see it, you see it on videos, like, some of them are very obviously fake, so other times it's like, oh yeah, that's that's gotta be real. There's been a couple of good Sasquatch ones, too, where that guy, I think the guy was in Russia, and he got a real good video of it, like, up in the trees and scared him. He was, remember, scared him real good. And then there was that one where they, uh, that freaking log comes flying through the woods up there in Siberia. Like those guys are out there cutting and they film it. And it's a full size tree. Unless somebody had a catapult back there, something big had to have thrown it. Well, I mean, you look at everybody says they want evidence. We have evidence. You got tracks. We have DNA. We have hair. Well, they want a body. Well, every time we get a body, the government takes it. So what's a body going to prove? You drop one, shoot one. It's going to come. Military, the men in black, they'll take it away. Give you a warning. And if you don't hear to the warning, then something will happen to you and your family. I've heard it. Yeah. I heard from witnesses. But they had this new thing that's come out in the past couple of years. It's called eDNA. They can go to any water source, creek, river, pond, river, lake, stream, and they can cipher the water through a filter and they can tell you exactly what lives there, what walked through there, what lives in the water, what urinates in the water, anything. Huh. And every time they come back, 
when there's a sighting of Sasquatch, it always comes back 98% human and 2% unknown. And a lot of people is like, that's no big deal. Well, a lot of people don't realize that chimpanzees are 98% human mm-hmm. and 2% primate. Yep. Uh, domestic dogs versus wolves. Uh, all the, uh, these domestic dogs are all like 99.7% wild wolf. Just that little bit. We've got chihuahuas and we've got huskies and Dobermans and greyhounds. And I mean, just that little, that tiny bit. Yeah. Yep. That's how far off they are from domestic or from actual from wolves. So, yeah, I wonder what that other little part is, you know, that percentage. Yeah. But yeah, it's like chimpanzees. I think there's one that's marmosets or one monkey that's even closer in DNA. Yeah, I think that's what they are. Marmosets or something like that that are even closer, but they're actually smaller than chimpanzees. So, yeah, I'd never heard of that. Yeah, it's called eDNA. eDNA. And another thing is, is is the world at one time, the giants walked upon the earth. Mm-hmm. We've uh, actually, there's stories of them finding unearthed giant bones up here in northern Indiana. And, and what North- happens to the bones? Yeah, there's not much information on them. They're gone yep. now. Yep. And they used to find them back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, all the time. Yep. You know, anywhere between 8 to 10 to 12 feet tall. You know, yeah. what was the story with the guy with the rock? Oh, uh, David Goliath? Yep. Yeah. that's I've actually done some research on that and seen some. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, too. Uh, well, there's the story of them coming. Uh, a lot of YouTubers have covered it, but those, uh, those troopers, the troops ended up finding that one in the cave. And the uh, special forces over in Afghanistan yep. ended up. Uh, where it killed one of the guys and they ended up having to take it down and you know talking about it, it took up a whole lot of ammo before it finally fell and that would that would fit close to that you know when David and Goliath happened that part of the world uh, I mean even if you go back to uh, oh Alexander the Great talked about dogmen yeah people and stuff like that well even the Egyptians had it painted on their wall oh yeah yeah Horus and and everything and yeah you know i mean they're they're trying to tell us a story you know i mean they they didn't have words like we had today yeah they had pictures and symbols and they drawed ufos the best they could to tell us down the road what what they encountered so who knows i mean there's so many rabbit holes you can go through oh yeah yeah, so many threads you be pulling on, and you never know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you're one of the lucky ones that actually has the encounters and witnessed uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot. You know, I yeah. don't know what I would do. I would probably do this right away. <laughs> so that's how scared I would probably be. Yeah, I just like I said, I never felt any aggression towards them or. I never felt like they were being aggressive towards me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the big boy would have decided he was hostile. I don't know what would have happened, but I'd have, I'd unloaded that 12-gauge on him. But luckily he wasn't, you know, like I said, when he left, I think he was just like, hey, man, don't shoot me, please. I'm leaving. You know, and just like, hey, I'm out of here. So, you know, the times I've been out there in that woods, which has been quite a bit, I haven't. I don't feel uncomfortable or anything. Man, I kind of like to see him again, see how he's doing. You know, right, right. I don't think he was hostile or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's a. You're talking about like spirits and stuff. That same property before they built that house. That house was built out there in like 2005, 2006. There was an old church back there. His parents had lived on that land for years, about 45 years now. But they. Uh, before they even got there was an old church there and they took the church out and they there's a cemetery as well well they didn't take everybody out of there they took out the headstones 
um, well, they went ahead and dug the road and you kind of come down this hill and back up. And my buddy that I live with, we, like I said, we stay in touch. And this has been a few years back. He had called me and it was pretty late. He was, he was freaked out. I was like, what's going on, man? He goes, man, I thought I just ran over somebody. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, man, I popped that hill and there was a lady standing there. She looked like she was dressed from the 50s or 60s and I went right through her. I was like, man, are you serious? I said, yeah, all right. He's like, yeah. He goes, man, he goes, that damn cemetery up there. And I'm like, hold on. That cemetery? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, they, uh, there's an old church cemetery back there. And I, I don't, they didn't take it out of there until the 70s. There's still bodies up there buried. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I said, why didn't you tell me? Because this was like years after I'd lived there. And I was kind of freaked out, but it, it kind of made sense. I went and picked up my youngest daughter when I was staying up there and she was only about three at the time. It's my first overnight with her. So I, I driven from Spencer County all the way down to Gibson County, which is a good haul late at night, picked my kiddo up and I strapped her in her seat and she, you know, she passed out as soon as we got going. And as soon as we come up and pop that hill, I'm watching her in rear view and she just pops awake and she starts looking around like ghosts, ghosts, dad. I'm like what? So we, we zipped on down there, and I remember I just I snagged, snagged her out of the car. We ran in the house and just kind of chilled. But, yeah, he was telling me about that, like, after the fact. Wow. But he will, yeah, but that's the same. That wasn't too far from where Mr. Big Boy came out, too. I've heard that they like cemeteries, that area. And uh, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. But it was uh, it was kind of funny. I was like, man, you need to start telling me stuff like that. I'd appreciate it because I used to go up there and walk around like, just to have something to do or cutting around the woods. And, you know, I'm out there you know, peeing on somebody's grave. I don't want to be doing that. Right. Right. <laughs> Unknowingly. And, uh, but yeah, he's, they've had a, like I said, he hasn't, hasn't had anything else weird, or at least not anything that they've told me. But, yeah, it kind of gets a little creepy out there, especially knowing that as well. But. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, think, you know, you you think about Bigfoot, and you think about Dogman. You now, what I've been told, they do not get along well at all. Them two. Yeah, I've heard the same thing too. So you know, I don't know where they come from, where they stay, how they stay hidden. I have no clue. Yeah. You know, I talked to a guy from Ohio County, uh, Kentucky. And he swears up and down that he's identified 13 tribes of Sasquatches. And that he can get up to 25 yards from them. And he was, I interviewed him yesterday and he was telling me how he does it. And, and he, he told me straight up, he said it on, he said it on camera. If you don't believe me, come down, I'll take you out. That's so... Awful. I've seen some videos where these guys, I guess it's up in Washington, up in Seattle, in the mountains, and these guys have been going out there for a while. And they, they've got them actually on on video, talking in the distance, and they show like the handprints on the cars, and they look, you know, it looks pretty legit. Um, I, I've got a friend of mine. Those some of the stuff I sent you, he's got a whole clan living up there. You know, they're what he's telling me. What I can see, they're letting him get. Pretty, pretty dang close, more than normal people, I would think. I'm supposed to go up there with him once we can find the time, and he wants to show me a whole lot of it. I'm like, that's cool, you know. I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, the Southern Indiana, uh, really. Southern Indiana is pretty, pretty squatchy. You don't really realize it as much until, it's like, yeah, we got dogmen down here now too, and squatches. Well, I got a guy from UK. Uh, I was supposed to interview him, I think, a week or two ago, and, and timing didn't work out, and we got to reschedule. And uh, he first encountered Sasquatch in the woods, and he was like, you wouldn't even believe it, and you okay. He says, you know, nobody would ever thought about it. But there's a lot of reports coming from the UK, not only from that, but Dog Man. Uh, the Green Man, which is in all the churches and sculptures back from the early 11th, 12th, 13th centuries. And uh, I won't say his name, but he was on the show and he witnessed the Green Man when he was a kid. And 
except to and, uh, freak them out. So, and uh, said the Green Man looked like a tree. I've never heard of the Green Man. What's the? Yeah, it's a folklore over in the UK. They're kind of like a kind of like an ant in Lord of the Rings, the tree people. Yes, yes, yep, that is true. Uh, one of our, it's kind of an off, um, an off one, but it happened back in 1955. It's the, it's called the green clawed monster. And it happened down there in Dogtown back in 1955. The lady says she got grabbed and pulled under by something with big old claws. And she, uh, her friend was able to pull her out and, uh, she had scratches up and down her legs and this green stuff that took about, I don't know, a week for it to finally come off her skin. It scared her, scared her real good. Um, the only thing else I've heard about that one is off the Green River Road on the Kentucky side, guy and his dad were fishing back in like the late 60s, and they ran across something that looked like that. But that happened the same night as the uh, Kentucky Goblins when the, when the family was down there by Hopkinsville were under siege for the two days. What they said were yeah. aliens. That was on the... Yeah. Same that day that she had that experience, that happened down there in Hoptown or near Hopkinsville. So that was pretty interesting, but yeah, I'd never heard of the Green Man. I'd have to check that out. Yeah, it. Uh, I would. I would really do. I I told the gentleman. Uh, I want him to get all his folklore together. Go to his local pub. You know, uh, actually, it's been on TV. About the dog man over there, the sightings, how rampant they are, and uh, be an outlet for you, okay, and, and give us some reports and what yeah. people are seeing and stuff. I mean, and yeah, he, a, he's, he's, you know, Chris, you wouldn't believe it. I've got a, I've got a lady that's uh, one of my subscribers on my channel. She's from the UK, and she, she and I have had some discussions. About the dog man over there, and she's like, "Yeah, she's there. They're here." Oh my God, she says that she didn't see, she'd never seen any Bigfoot over there, but they sure have the dog man. But what I understand, Bigfoot's everywhere, except for the yeah. Antarctica. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, the world. Sooner or later, the government's got to come clean. I mean, you know, they they cover up the UFOs for I don't know how many years. The Freedom Information Act, you know, they had to release information about UFOs. Now you see documentaries on TV where the government is releasing footage of them yeah. tracking UFOs up in the air. So, well, I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night, and he's he does he does a lot of a lot of podcasts and YouTube. I'm not going to drop any names, but he called me. We talk last night and he was like man he goes you just need to be real careful if you get a certain degree of picture you know if it's beyond blurry it's after a pretty good picture because you're probably going to get in the government's probably going to come and talk to you and if you post or something like that it's gonna it's just gonna get deleted and taken down so he was warning me against being very careful i was like yeah i didn't really think of that but i don't have any you know super great photos of anything <laughs> So. Well, I actually uh, had a uh, a female that's uh, really into Dogman, had a lot of encounters, and she was uh, on her live show, and uh, all of her guests got knocked off. Her site got shut down for over a half hour. She couldn't use her computer. Her computer finally come up. She couldn't log into it. It kept saying incorrect password, you know, and it's like stuff like that doesn't happen for no reason. Yeah, that's a that's quite a coincidence, huh? Yeah, and she had some good photographs. I'm talking ones that make you go, mm. yeah, the ones that 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 you haven't seen that compared to the other ones that are like you know really questionable, and these are like not questionable. Yeah. You know, you can see the snout and the ears and everything hang, hanging half out of a bush. And and I don't know why they're always around bushes. Yeah, it seems like the ones I've seen, the photos I've seen, buddy sent me one. It was kind of hanging out in a bush, too. Yeah. You can see with pointy ears. Um, I don't know. Like I said, 
uh, where I live too, it's actually right across the road, almost literally. It's a place that's called Bluegrass, and it was uh, it was old strip mines, and they gave the land back, and it's kind of a I don't know, like a nature resource area, but you can go out there and go fish. And we've had a couple, couple sightings out there, you know, talking about proximity to town. This is not too far out of Evansville. And Evansville's not a big city, but it's not a small town either. And it's, we've had, a. my sister's friend had her sons were out there fishing, had something trying to get at their fish and growling at them. We weren't sure if it was a squatch or a, or a dog man. And then, uh, me and my other buddy went out there last year. We're kind of out there messing around and we stopped the truck and all the bugs and stuff were going. I let out a couple of whoops. Didn't hear anything back for about 10 minutes. The bugs kept going and then it got all quiet back there. It kind of got all eerie. And this was way back in the middle of nowhere. So we got, we got gone, but we think there's one living, at least a family of them living right up through here. It's a, uh, it kind of connects out these little small towns and, uh, one of the towns is called Linville, and there's called the Linville Bigfoot. They've got some pretty good audio video, audio of, of them making their howls and their yelps and stuff like that. And that's not normally something you hear out here in Indiana. We don't have bears. Uh, we just got mountain lions back in the area a few years ago. So, right, right. I remember that. Yeah, there's not a, there's not going to be a whole lot of, out here, There, you're not going to be mistaken anything. But yeah, we have a, we'll have a brown bear. Or, I'm sorry, a black bear stray out here every now and again, but that's far and few between. So you're not going to mistake something like that. You know, oh, it was a grizzly. No, we don't have those out here. So, yeah. Yeah. But anything else that wouldn't make those noises. But yeah, it's, uh, that's one of the places we're hoping to try to get back out to. And because my dude, my dude, he's had some incidents out there while he was fishing too. Nothing like visual, but things throwing rocks at him and stuff like that. So we're, I think we're going to try to kill two birds with one stone, go up there and go fish and then see if anything kind of messes with us too. So even if we don't have an encounter, at least we got to go fishing. <laughs> so Right. Right. Well, the guy from Ohio County, uh, Don, he says that there's a lot of reports in Southern Kentucky about the Appalachian trail that uh, people shoot deers and they can never find the deer. Mm -hmm. And he's like, do you know why that is? And I'm like, no. And he said, well, Bigfoot found it yeah. and took it away. Yeah, I've heard, of, I've heard of those. And you never will find it. And, yeah. you know, and, and it made me think, you know, because I know there's this one time I was in Taylorsville and I dropped this monster buck. It looked like something on steroids. Antlers looked like a, a, a tree. And I searched for over 10, 12 hours. I had a guy come out and help me in the middle of the rain. My father came out the next day and we looked and looked and looked and we could not find nothing. And I shot this thing with a uh, 35 Remington. So it was a good size round. Yeah. And it was a good size shot, too. But, you know, I can't say it was. But now when he said that to me, it's the first thing that came to my mind. You know, you mentioned that now when I was talking about back in 91. Uh, it was a few years later. I stopped hunting down there. I just I've never been much of a hunter. But my dad would go down there and, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, he'd go there and he's lost, he lost several of them in that area. Now that you mentioned it, he dropped them and he'd actually went and picked me and my buddy up and had us out there helping him look for a blood trail. And it was more than a few times we never found it. And the blood yep. trail just stopped. We'd, we'd find the pool, you know, where it, thought we, it had bled out, but it wouldn't, wouldn't be there. Dad always figured it was somebody else out there hunting, which is a possibility. But, you know, we never really ran into anybody out there. It was pretty secluded. Makes yeah. you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, now that you say that, I was actually reading up on it the other day at work. And uh, actually, I think Illinois has more reported sightings than Indiana and Kentucky. Really? Yeah. I think they're like fifth behind, you know, like Washington State and California and such like that. Um, 
I can believe it. I mean, Southern Illinois is, it is very, very squatchy. And it's, like I said, it's a whole lot more secluded than it is over on our side of the river or even Kentucky as well. Kentucky's got a lot of, where I'm at, Henderson, and we've got Morganfield. We've got a lot of small towns in between there that kind of breaks it up, cornfields. Illinois, it's it's a whole lot of woods along the river. I mean, it's kind of almost underdeveloped over there in that side. I mean, they've got decent-sized towns, but they're not, like, on the river. I mean, it's just for miles and miles and miles unbroken stuff. Right, right. Yeah, and, absolutely. Now, I tell you what, it, it never fails, you know. It, it never gets old hearing stories and people's encounters and so forth when it comes to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or even Dogman and any any other types of encrypteds and so forth. Uh, things that go bump in the night, ladies and gentlemen. What is it? How can you explain it? Joe, it's been a pleasure. I love to have you back on the show. Oh, that's so back on. Information, I tell you what. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a good hand of applause there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. It's very nice having you. This is Grizzly from Lexington, Kentucky, coast to coast and from around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you on the next pad- podcast. Came and talk in the next 20 minutes. Take care, everybody.